You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Welcome to 3 a.m. 3 a.m. 3 a.m. Where we discuss and dissect the supernatural. What's the scariest thing you've encountered? That's been one of our favorite questions for years. 3 a.m. is the result of asking this question over and over again. Stories we share are typically sourced from those we know, our listeners, or personal experience. The validity of which can be determined by you, the listener. While we might not have all the answers, we find the culture and lore surrounding paranormal events and unnatural occurrences fascinating. We hope you enjoy. We hope you enjoy. We hope you enjoy. What's up, guys? This is the 3AM Podcast. My name is Charlie. My name is Sean. My name is DJ. We're just a group of friends who tell scary stories and have fun. With us tonight, Kevin, in the studio. We're blessed. You'll be able to hear him later. (laughs) Cool. <laughs> oh, now you're quiet? <laughs> when we introduce you? <laughs> I'm just playing. We just got back from Idaho. One of our good friends had a birthday. We went snowmobiling, snowboarding. It was fun. It was a good time. It was a tiny town called Driggs, Idaho. If you follow us on Instagram, then you probably saw highlights. But did y'all hear what the hell's happening with Army Hammer? Yes. Okay. We yeah. just watched Man from Uncle like three or four nights ago. And I commented or we remarked on this guy like his name and stuff. We like talked about him for a while. And that was it. Have you heard about him? Mm-mm. Okay. He recently had to step back from a role in Hollywood. From a what? From a role in Hollywood, an acting role, because of DMs and allegations that have come out against him. Any guess for what? Diddling kids. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Damn, Kevin Dart, bro. It's Hollywood. <laughs> you have a point. Nope. <clears throat> he has been accused of being a cannibal. What? So he was DMing two separate females who don't know each other. And everything is alleged. Nothing substantiated yet, at least to my knowledge. But they surfaces of screenshots of their DMs with them. And he was saying things like, trigger warning, I want to cut your skin open, I want to drink the blood, I want to stitch it back together, because that would be a waste of a perfect slave. He talked about cutting the heart out of a living animal before, and he wants to cut this girl's pinky off, pinky toe off, and keep it, amongst other things. There was a ton of stuff. So needless to say, (laughs) it's a little strange. (laughs) That's more like vampire than cannibalism, though. He's just drinking blood. Uh, Kevin, remember what we talked about being supportive? Sorry. <laughs> uh, so his, he has like a recently ex-wife who said she doesn't doubt it and that she believes the women. So I don't know. I mean, that could also be that there was bad blood between oh. them. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you. Also. What's this say? Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. They won't. They will do anything. Oh my gosh! <laughs> we support you, ladies. <laughs> no, I, but did, we, I did hear that. At the same time, there's an equal amount of friends, family, and even past significant others, exes, <laughs> um, who 
went against some of the like a lot of the allegations that came like out. Like they're saying it's BS. I don't know if they based it like saying it was forgery or I, I don't know exactly. Mm. I just know that he had like there's support on both sides. I mean, I don't know. You and I know Photoshop. I could create a fake DM thread from someone in like two minutes. Dude, I made a fake text conversation with my boss <laughs> like five years ago. I remember that. About skipping work. And I yeah, I made it look like the iMessage conversation. <laughs> and I all I did was create space in between like our already ongoing conversation and slipped in one one bubble. <laughs> and later on, she was like, why didn't you tell me about not coming to work and i said something like i sent it didn't you see it she said no and i i sent the picture that i made saying that it was a screenshot and she was like oh that's really weird i was like yeah sorry and she's like well <laughs> make knows? sure i respond on that next time <laughs> so i don't know there's real, there's real debt dirt bags out there any future <laughs> employers of dj <laughs> no but but that's a correct like exactly it like we could come up with something so who knows if it's real but it's this just one odd it's so random though like you know you hear all kinds of ones where it's like abuse or something like that mm-hmm Cannibalism. That's a new one for me. I haven't heard that one before. Yeah. Maybe he's just really into like sadomasochism and weird sex stuff and it's not really a cannibal. He just That's what I said. Maybe it's some type of like BDSM role playing yeah. kind of thing where they're he's into like the pain of it. He's addicted to porn. That's all it is. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but Okay, but know. still sus to say those things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to kink shame, but there's a there's a point. <laughs> kink shaming is my kink. <laughs> Uh, speaking of celebrity drama, have you guys heard about Kanye? <laughs> we do. We were in his backyard like two days ago. Yeah. Have you heard about Kanye? I mean, I've heard of him. <laughs> have you heard that him and Kim are getting divorced? Mm-hmm. So that's been like the tea in like the pop culture world the past two weeks or so. And do you know how like the uh, details behind why? Yeah, I do. So heard some rumors. The rumor is that he's been cheating on Kim with famous, I think, don't quote me on this, uh, transgender. I guess, maybe. At, or at least cross-dresser. I don't know. Oh, I don't no. know. I don't know what the right term Dude, is. Dude, what? There are, there are 20. Non-binary. Yeah, there are 27 letters now. So Is he still he or she? I don't know. Are they still he or know. she? But their name is Jeffree Star. They're YouTube personality. Uh, Jeffree Star does makeup, hair, fashion. I don't know exactly now. Who knows? Dude, what he made lo- music. He got famous first on MySpace. Huh. But now his like latest empire is makeup. In the yeah. beauty world. Yeah. It has this or it has their own line of makeup now. Um, but apparently Kanye is cheating on Kim with Jeffree Star. With this this YouTuber. Is it real or is it like... Okay. Do you know how it came about? So I brought this up because of fabrication. Just how... Easy. Like rumors can <laughs> spread like, yeah, wildfire. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to start one. Mm-hmm. So it came from this girl on TikTok who by the internet standards uh, is a influencer mm-hmm. and a clout chaser. Yeah. Clout chaser. She has a ton <laughs> of followers. Um, she was on Dr. Phil as well for, 
pretty much along those same lines. On Dr. Phil, there's like clips of her saying, I'd rather die than be ugly. (laughs) And then if you look through her TikTok, she has videos of her like licking seats on like an airplane toilet. That's how she got famous was licking toilet seats. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so her whole thing with the whole Kanye drama was she said that Kanye has been spending some time with a makeup guru she didn't say who the name was one who even like where did you get that from and two everyone was like well who's a makeup guru who lives in wyoming and it's jeffree star so everyone is saying that he's cheating on kim with jeffree star and it's like been big headlines but dude the way i heard it nothing was substantiated the way i heard it do you know what i mean it was like the way i was told they were like bro did you hear about kanye He's hooking up with Jeffrey. Do you know what I mean? So the way I was told, it was like it was fact. Yeah. Like there's no checking or. Dude, the no way I was told was this is the rumor. Oh, really? Yeah. Not so me. complete opposite. Hmm. So I was like, oh, damn, that's, that's I mean, weird, bro. How many times have you scrolled through social media and you see an article and you just read the headline and you're like, cool. And you kind of. Literally all the time, I'm going to share like three tonight. Base, base everything <laughs> off, off the head. Yeah, a lot. We all do it. Yeah. So not too many people do their digging. And if you did your digging with that, then you would find the origins of this TikToker who comes from nowhere. Yeah. And it, it, there is like a conversation there where it's like, what is our responsibility as people with a platform of any size to like do your due diligence? Tonight, I did not do my due diligence. So anything I share, go check on yourself. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> And that's my responsibility. Jeffrey Star, though, I I want to show you a picture or a video of Jeffrey Star. There's no way Kanye is hooking up with some <laughs> goblin. Be careful, because that South dude's Park's all about that. They call Kim Kardashian a, a hobbit. <laughs> that's him. Yes. Or her. Them. 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 Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. So that's all. That's part of the reason why it's kind of crazy because everyone's like Jeffrey Star. (laughs) But anyway, celebrities are freaky deaky. Mm -hmm. To highlight that, have y'all heard about what's going on with Azalea Banks? Mm -mm. I know she's always been a drama queen, especially on Twitter. Who is she? First of all, is that Iggy Azalea? No, different. But she's (laughs) that's Iggy Azalea. (laughs) <laughs> this is Azalea Banks. Azalea Banks, rapper. Yep. Rapper, song maker, whatever. She's always been in drama. Like, what do you know? Uh, she's always beefing with everybody. Yeah, dude. And like, there's not too many people on her team. Dude, I like went through a couple of things. She, she just like, and is like mean about it. Like, she calls Doja Cat and someone else like super obese, something like that. And like fake assholes or I don't know. Yep. Called out like Lana Del Rey for being fat. I don't know. Just what? like, yes, yeah, all this crazy stuff. Yeah, she's wilding on Twitter and super unapologetic. And She recently went on Instagram Live. First of all, she's done some freaky deaky shit that Instagram's had to take down. She has a sacrifice closet. Uh, who doesn't? Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Sacrifice closet? I'll cover that in a second. She goes on Instagram Live, goes live, and in front of all her viewers, digs up her dead cat and boils it Duff. in a huge pot in her kitchen. For real? <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. 
ground and we're digging them up for the very first time. The very first time. The real cat. They can First of all, just clawing the ground with their bare hands. <laughs> That's a giant cat. Apparently it was like super expensive or something. Yeah, it's going to be a no for me, dog. Oh. That's the skull. First of all, the smell. Is there like a rest of that video? Because it cut pretty abruptly. Abrupt, abruptly. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I caught fake news. Okay. So. Do you want to help entertain the thought, though, at least a little all right. bit? All right. According to Sean and DJ, or Sean and Kevin, this is all fake. And she set up this. I didn't this, say it was fake. I just she said She set up that this fake cuts. thing, put a fake cat skull in a pot of mud. So it's possible. Okay. Well, if she did that, it's still uh, a symptom of like mental illness, I would say. Because if you're willing to do something like this, that's a little sketch. People do weird stuff for attention. So her sacrifice closet, she would kill chickens in her closet, and there was like chicken blood all over her closet. But that's illegal. <laughs> when did that stop anybody? <laughs> Jogs are she illegal. Be able to post that so IG kept having to take stuff down. And then the IG would have had to take stuff down a lot. And then they had to take this down. So this is only archived because someone put it on Twitter and Facebook and someone recorded it. recorded it. So it's off IG. You can't find it. But here's like the, what went on there. Hmm. Also, this is like cut. Hmm. Dude, that's like a, did you ever watch the episode of uh, Powerpuff Girls with the rowdy rough boys? <laughs> I seen it. They, uh. Make snips and snails and puppy dog tails and throw it in the prison toilet. And then they put in Chemical X and thus became the Rowdy Rough Boys. Oh. So I don't know. <laughs> Maybe she just needs some friends because she ain't have any. Dude, celebrities <laughs> are losing it. That's all yeah. we know. <laughs> need some Chemical X, bro. They need, they need attention. They're starting to like do freaky stuff to get it. Cannibalism and eating their cats and stuff like that. Dating the YouTubers and shit. Anyway. Do you know how Edgar Allan Poe died? No. So Edgar Allan Poe went missing for like a week. And when they found him, he was suffering from like severe amnesia, was super disoriented, didn't really know what was going on, was wearing somebody else's clothes. I don't know. It's really strange. And then, if you know who he is and like what he writes. And yeah. I don't know. And then he died like shortly after or what? Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> That's the whole reason why I brought it up. Um, <laughs> He died like the next day after they found him, but they were like he was at the hospital and they didn't find anything inside him or there, there it was just a mysterious death and like no answers for the weird circumstances they found yeah, him like where where he went what the um probably, whose clothes he was wearing you know probably Jeffrey stars probably <laughs> <laughs> what? and that's it for TMZ three a.m. <laughs> He didn't die in the hospital. Let me back up. He died en route to his wedding. Like, he was getting ready for his wedding. Then he disappeared like a week before the wedding was supposed to happen. Then they found him disoriented, the whole thing, and wearing somebody else's clothes. 
they couldn't figure out what was wrong with him after taking him to the hospital. So after not finding any answers from any of the trials they were running with him, they decided to just let him go. <laughs> and the next day was his wedding. And on the way to his wedding, he just died. Staged. I think he faked it. That's so weird. Yeah. So he had like obvious reason to live, if you could assume. I don't know. I mean, he we'll wanted assume. to get married. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What the heck? Like he was, I don't know, what, driving or riding to his wedding? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> when was Edgar Allan Poe like? Dude, I don't know. <laughs> years ago? I don't want to, yeah. <laughs> I think you catch an Uber? Yeah. <laughs> I think you got taxis. 1400s? I think so. Huh. 14 something or Damn, we need to look something up. Taxis. More like taxi dermy. <laughs> 1809 to 1849. Okay, so definitely not an Uber. He was driving that buggy, dude. dude. Hmm. All right, I'm going to tell you a quick story. This happened to a family member of mine who will remain nameless. So they have a house, and in their neighborhood, there's been a lot of issues with people stealing Amazon packages. First of all, I just want to say, that's some grimy-ass shit. I hate that. Dude, I wish somebody would. We had I had two packages stolen from our house we live at during the holiday season. Really? Yeah. People legit make it like a point to drive around, look for packages, and then they run and grab them, right? Dude, I wish somebody would. While I'm watching, obviously. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> See, that was what my relative was like. It. I know that sounds like <laughs> I'm very badass. <laughs> it's, I don't know. It, catching people red-handed uh-huh. is... Just massive justice boner. It's fun. Then you're going to love and hate this story. Okay. (laughs) Lay it on me. So it's been a big issue in my relative's uh, neighborhood. And luckily, they have a doorbell camera. Mm. And they have a camera on the side of their house. So they put a check in an envelope that was for the gardener, the the landscaper, on their front door. And it was gone. Landscaper never got it. So they were like, what the heck? So they went and they looked at the footage and they see this large man, both tall and wide, more wide, (laughs) park around the corner from their house, get out, slowly walk up to the door, knocks on the door, grabs the envelope and walks away, gets in the car and drives away. So luckily my relatives saw this happen within 30 minutes of it happening runs, gets in their car, and starts going all around the neighborhood looking for any spe- or suspicious like vehicles or anyone like walking up the doors that fit the description because he like clearly saw the person, so he knows what they look like. Mm-hmm. They called me, and they were huffing and puffing, and they got me riled up. I was like, damn, I wish I was in California. I was like, you need to mask up, run up on them, <laughs> do things. I was pissed. I was like, you know, my adrenaline's up. And then uh, I was like, well, good luck, you know. And that was it. And I, in my mind, I was like, nothing's going to come of it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like an hour or two later. The gardener or the landscaper's in on this. Maybe. We'll find out. An hour or two later, they call me back and they say, hey, I caught him. <laughs> and I was like, what? What happened? <laughs> Is this dude Liam Neeson? Is, he's like, <laughs> well, I have a specific set of skills. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. T- no, I'm related. No, I'm not. Um, so they're like, I caught him. And I'm like, oh my gosh, tell me everything. Because like you said, justice boner, right? Like it's so satisfying to hear that. Like when some asshole gets justice. 
So they said they were back in their house. They kind of had to like, after hunting around the neighborhood, they had just like, you know, what can I do? I can't do anything. Right. And they're sitting there having a conversation and their kid walks up. He's like, dad. And uh, he was like, hold on, hold on. I'm having a conversation. And after like 20 minutes, finally was like, what's up? And he was like, there's someone at the door. <laughs> so they run to the door. No one's there. They run outside and they look down the street and they see the vehicle. So they run up on the vehicle and they see the guy sitting in the vehicle. And so they run up on the vehicle and they're like, I was ready to give them hell. And as they're running up, they see the person just on their phone, like texting, right? So run up to the side of the vehicle, boom, 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 boom. Hey. And the person's like, <gasps> like looks around because they're caught, right? And he's like, what the hell are you doing? He's like, oh, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean? What do you mean? And he's like, oh, did you come on my property? And he's like, yeah. He's like, did you take that envelope? And he said, yeah. And he's like, well, give it, like, why are you taking my stuff without asking? And he's like, I'm texting so-and-so right now explaining everything. And the person who's living there is like, well, what do you mean? Like, this is my property. And he's like, you mean it's not so-and-so? And he's like, no, it's not. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I thought it was so-and-so's. And he's like, well, why'd you take my letter? And the guy in the car says, because my name was on it. He's like, what? And he goes, I'm so sorry. I'm renting the Airbnb there. And immediately everything clicks. So my relatives rents out a back house. Their person who books their Airbnb, his name was so-and-so who he was texting. And his last name happened to be the same name as the landscaper. <laughs> so it was just someone staying at the Airbnb who was just as confused and took the letter because his name was on it. And he was just like knocking to say like, bye, you know? <laughs> And so instantly, my relative was like, oh, shit. Because, <laughs> like, you can't get bad reviews. You know what I mean? Yeah. On there. <laughs> he was like, oh, 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 um, sorry. Like, have a good one. Uh, here you go. And, like, took off. But how, how like, coincidental is that? <laughs> Gives him the check. Yeah, he's like, just take this. Don't say anything on, on Airbnb. <laughs> but his name was the name of the gardener. Uh, now... It was a Spanish name that like half of it was half of California has, <laughs> but it just so happened it like all lined up perfectly. And the guy was just as confused. He like walked into the door and he's like, why is there an envelope with my name on it? My name of boots. <laughs> so he took it and like read it. And then when he was and like looked at the check, he's like, what the hell is this for? He realized. So he was like texting the Airbnb coordinator being like, dude, I don't know what's going on. I don't think this is mine. <laughs> and it just happened. My relative thought he thought he was going to have to kill someone. That is so funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> Big oof. Dude, I told MJ, my wife, that, and she was like, I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> that is so awkward. <laughs> um, Have you seen the video of the dude who makes packages that he wants to be stolen? Yeah, yes. The glitter bombs? The glitter bombs with the stink bombs and the, the cameras to catch mm -hmm. and the GPS so he knows where... The porch pirates took it to where they live and whatnot. He's from Utah. I think he went to BYU. He graduated in some type of like engineering or mechanics. So he built this essentially a robot. Yeah. It's amazing. You should check it out. Yeah. If you like justice, <laughs> go check this guy out. Like, I don't know. He, it's like he wants these to get stolen and they're booby trapped. Yeah. And they film it. So it's like. And it's glitter, so it's annoying as hell. Yeah, it throws like a pound of glitter in their house <laughs> or in their car. It's so satisfying. <laughs> if you're out there and you're stealing packages, stop. That's whack.
<laughs> Do you guys have any justice stories? People just getting their asses handed to them. I was driving with a friend. I was in the passenger. This was like 2013. And he had cut somebody off on the freeway. Your friend? Yeah. Not on purpose. He, she was in the blind spot. He was unaware. He didn't look, so it was his fault. But um, it, like was it wasn't a, like a dick move. It yeah, was like, it wasn't malicious. I'm... He wasn't like trying to incite road rage or anything. But the driver, it was a girl. She was pissed, understandably. I get pissed on the road with that because like your life is at stake. So <laughs> when you're driving 80 miles an hour and somebody cuts you off, it's, dude, that's not okay. <laughs> but uh, she's pissed off. So she like whips around us. At that point... My buddy already understands what's going on. So he's like trying to apologize, like wave his hand. Like, <laughs> like silently fun. saying sorry. It's so <laughs> funny because there's like so many ways to tell people you're pissed off on the road, but no way to tell them that like you're sorry. My bad. <laughs> sorry or good job. I don't know. <laughs> there's no other reason to talk on the road unless you're pissed so almost. But uh, he's like trying to apologize to her, but she's not having it. So she speeds up and she cuts us off and he slows down, lets her have her space and she's like break checking us and uh we're just trying to put up with this and <laughs> she rolls down her window and sticks her hand out to give us the finger which she does but in her hand is her cell phone <laughs> <laughs> and as she lifts her middle finger the phone flies out of her hand <laughs> and smashes on the front grill of my friend's car. And I see it shatter into a million pieces. <laughs> and you just erupt with laughter. Yeah, dude. I could not stop laughing for a half an hour. I would trade all my Christmas presents for that. <laughs> dude, that's so satisfying. Uh, oh. Bitch. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. It like double I felt bad at the same time because it like double sucked for her. Well. Because you know? we cut her off. Yeah, that sucks. It wasn't like it was our fault, but we didn't mean to do it. Also, but she need, probably needed to just chill. Chill a little bit. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Maybe but, she's having a bad day, guys. No, but for real. That's um, hilarious. <laughs> speaking of reviews, you're talking about like the Airbnb. Leaving bad review. Have you ever left a bad review anywhere? Have you ever had an experience so bad? Like, I don't ever leave reviews. I have Yelp. I have Google Google Maps. To, and I'm always looking at reviews for different places when I'm buying products or restaurants. Yeah. Uh, just to see what everyone else is thinking. But I never leave a review myself. I have once for a place that was just so bad. But have you? I've only left good reviews. I've wanted to leave a bad review. And it was for that place oh, in Jacksonville. Oh, yes, yes. We <laughs> I was ready that. to go off. Yeah. And my wife was like, don't. We're not trying to hurt anyone's company during COVID. And I was like, it's invalid. Damn, your wife's insane, Dude, bro. straight soft in my heart. <laughs> I immediately, know. I was like, damn it. Like, that's like the, I don't know. Instantly, I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. And then I've heard other people be like, don't leave reviews. Like, don't hurt people's business. That's not. So, I don't know. But my devil's ad advocate is saying like, you don't want People others to, to have the same yeah. experience. Yeah. You know, that's, that's my thought too, is like, if you could save someone from experiencing that, it's like, you should try. Mm -hmm. Or if, I don't know, you'd like to try and wake the company up. Let's say they are in the wrong. You'd like for them to learn. Like from if they their had mistakes. some dick employee, they need to know about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't know. So, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. There's like. weight to both, both sides. You were nodding your head though. You left I, I did review. once. Where? It was for a DoorDasher. 
that said they delivered my food and then <sighs> never delivered it. Dude, this was right before we recorded one time. It was before we recorded and I was starving. So if you noticed Sean was extra angry that episode, <laughs> blame the DoorDash guy. <laughs> dude, that's like the equivalent of like the Amazon theft, dude. It's just like, he yeah. just said he delivered it. Yeah, he, he said delivered. I went and checked. Nothing. I checked the other corner on both sides and no food. I'd be living. I called them and they're like, yeah, he said he delivered. And I was like, this mother <laughs> is lying. I've seen videos of people like door dashers leaving or putting the food down, taking the picture, saying they left it there and then grabbing and then, it and leaving. That's yeah. so dirty. Dude, super dirty. And there's not a whole lot you as like the recipient can do. It's like you're kind of just screwed. Because it's like it's like not on DoorDash, it's not on the restaurant. I don't know. So that sucks. Yeah. But what about you? Uh, me was for a music store in Utah Valley. And obviously not going to name it, but a couple works there. Yeah. I know that. How do you know? Either we've talked about it or just my intuition right now told me because I had weird experiences with the owner where he was an oh. asshole. I've been there, and the guy was a dick. Yeah, dude. If you go to their reviews, terrible. Tons of one one star reviews because they've all had the same experience with these. Just these dickhead old people, dude. So rude, so mean. But uh, when I went, he's they not were, exaggerating. Like I literally, I didn't know DJ when I went, and I had the same exact experience where mm-hmm. I was like, "Hey," and asking questions, and it was like. Like, it's shocking how rude they were. I was like, yeah. what? It started out, I walked into the shop, and it was the middle of the day. They had been open for a few hours, and they were going to be open for a few more hours. All the lights were off, but the doors were open. So I was like, this is weird, but I'm just going to go in anyway. I think I might have yelled out, like, hello at 1.2 to see if anybody was there. No response. So I just walked to the back, like, where the guitar section was. I think I was just looking for guitar strings and also thinking of buying a new guitar, so I want to try a few out. So I'm taking some off the wall, looking at them, playing them, testing them, and this I hear shuffling from around the corner, and I see this old lady like run up to me, and she says, what are you doing? What do you think you're doing? And it felt like she was accusing me of like stealing from the store. I was like, I'm just testing this, and she said, are you going to buy it? said, I don't know yet. I, I want to test it to see. And she said, well, if you're not going to buy it, then you can't touch it. And she grabbed it out of my hands and put it inside. And then she scurried back to where she came from. I don't know. <laughs> Hell. <laughs> but. You demon. <laughs> yeah, super mean. Um, but I had my guitar strings already. So I went up to the counter. She wasn't there. I rang the bell, said hello. And she didn't come back out. So I didn't get to buy the guitar strings. I just left it. I left it on the counter there and just walked out. That would be more infuriating. It's like, yeah. dude, I'm trying to give you business. Yeah. I would have taken a shit on their counter. <laughs> I don't know why I and still <laughs> decided to give them business after that experience. Like, I was still willing to spend my money there. Yeah. And they didn't want it. What do you What do you want? <laughs> if you're not going to buy it, don't touch it. Well, I'm trying to buy something, but I don't get it. But I don't know how they sustain business. I don't know either. I was reading other reviews too, literally like two days ago. And that whole thing happened like five or six years ago. I don't know what made me think of it, but I went back to see like how they were how they were doing, how bad they were doing. <laughs> still, one star reviews. They're still in business. Somebody said they walked in, and after having like an exchange with the owner, which is I believe to be the the lady's husband, 
they were just arguing with each other. The customer was saying, this is not how you treat your customers. And he said something to the effect of, my grandpa built this store when I was born, and it'll be here long after I die. So just like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, literally <laughs> doesn't give a shit. Yeah, and he's like 70, 80 years old. Super rude. I don't get it. See, this is where I would like to, and we should take this out, is some vigilante justice. Oh. <laughs> Dude, boomers are <laughs> boomers are funny to me because there's so many <laughs> like things that are contradictory. Like, were you told by your grandparents, don't stare? Like, staring's rude? Yeah. Yet, they're always staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that, that might just be, okay, like, no disrespect to my Utah people. I love you all. That might just be Utah. Because when I moved here, I straight up was getting in a fight almost every weekend. Because everyone here stares hardcore. And even when my sister came to visit afterward, there were she we were like out and about. I had been here for like two years, and she pulls me to the side. And she's like, "Why the f- is everyone staring so hard? Like, <laughs> what is their problem?" Yeah, and I was like, "No, no, no. It's just what they do here. Everyone just stares because no one's ever been threatened with a knife. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. By a cholo or something. You know what I mean?" It's funny because that's how it is in Hawaii too. Like you can't stare down people. Well, it's like a, it's a challenge, right? Yeah, and it's it's seriously like a threat, and it can escalate. And I've seen it escalate. So here, nobody does shit. <laughs> yeah. So it's like free range to stare. Anyway, coming back from Driggs this past weekend, <gasps> we left today early because um, my girlfriend and I had work. So it's just us two in the car. We stopped to get gas and some snacks for the road. I walk in, it's like a Sinclair, tiny Sinclair in this 200-person town. And I walk in, and I'm the only one there. I walk through the aisle where there's, like, chips and condoms in the same aisle. (laughs) And then I go and grab a smart water in the back, and I feel eyes just on my back. I turn around, and I look. Old white lady just staring me down. And I, like, wave. And I walk around and I'm looking at like other snacks and grab another drink for my girlfriend. And she's staring at me and it's been like, I've been in the store for over a minute. Dude, five seconds is long enough to stare at somebody, <laughs> let alone 60, 70 seconds. Just her eyes glued on me. Finally, I walked up to the counter to pay for everything. And as I'm like walking towards her, she like looks away. And I could see the hanky panky that's going on behind the desk. I look, and there's another clerk, like, leaned over and hunched on the chair <laughs> while this old lady's giving her, like, a back massage, <laughs> doing some feng shui. <laughs> um, not feng shui. What is it? Shiatsu. <laughs> shiatsu in a Sinclair. Um, <laughs> and she's, like, working on her lower back, and I swear oh. she was, like, working on her butt cheeks, too. Um, the funny thing so about strange. his back. <laughs> so, so strange. But, uh... <laughs> I got to the counter and the lady who was getting the massage like gets up and she's like 40, 50 years old with like hella makeup and the microbladed eyebrows and this crazy curly wig. Bro, I think we stopped at the same spot. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm dead ass. Because like, I saw, I, we went to a gas station. 10 minutes outside of Yes, and Drake's. there was the same exact people. Yeah. Like an older white lady and then this person with like a wig or something on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Exact same yeah. thing. But then when I talked to them, they were super nice, but it was like... Maybe you just walked in on their like sensual hour because they probably don't get a lot of people coming in. I don't know. <laughs> Who's expecting privacy at a gas station? <laughs> <laughs> people who you know? work in like Drake's Idaho, dude. <laughs> yeah. 
you also are probably like the third black or brown person they've seen you in know? their life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she uh, commented on my sweater. I was wearing my Kanye West sweater. And she's like, kids see ghosts. And it says Kanye West too. And she's like, is that a Kanye West song? And it was just like, she's trying to make conversation. <laughs> oh, so she's like a nice lady. <laughs> trying to really, uh, kind, she yeah. probably like wanted to Great give you a massage. Victim, like, okay. <laughs> and then she offered me milk and cookies. <laughs> like, bitch, I don't need your reparations. <laughs> she's like, what about a handy dandy massage? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, only if I get to lean over on that chair there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. She turned out nice, but at first it was like, why are you staring at me, dude? <laughs> I kind of want to ask like more questions about like worst and best like restaurant experiences or should we get into stories? Well, we can do that. Or should we save it for next episode? Because we've been going for like 40. All right. We roll our 20-sided die to see in what order we tell our stories. Highest number goes first, etc. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. (sighs) I have benefited from therapy in a way that it's allowed me to feel a lot more light. Lightness in my heart, my head, my emotions. If that's something that you are needing, if that's something that's missing... Give therapy a try. Give BetterHelp a try. Uh, We want to hook you up um, by getting it off your chest. Uh, And it be a little lighter on the wallet. Uh, Go ahead and visit betterhelp.com slash 3am. And you can get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 3am. Hi, Vanessa. Hi, Amy. And hi, Hi, True Crime Crime fans. We're the co-hosts of She Goes by Jane. Every week, we'll be covering the story of a missing or unidentified woman in the United States. Stories you may have heard before. And ones whose stories didn't make it into the news. We've been covering these stories for a while. First in Amy's book of poetry, Doe. And then in Vanessa's documentary, She. But now we want to share them with you here on She Goes by Jane. And each week, we'll be joined by a special guest. We'll read a poem in honor of the women we talk about. Can we say who? We can say who. We'll be joined by actresses like Coco Jones and Gabrielle Ruiz. And musicians like Stephanie Quayle and Kelly Moneymaker, along with authors like Louise Penny and Catherine McKenzie. So check out She Goes by Jane wherever you get your podcasts, or check out Evergreen Podcasts and their true crime channel, Killer Podcasts. We can't wait to bring you these stories. DJ Rolls. Eight. Charlie. Fourteen. Sean. Oh. Crit one. <laughs> so today is me, DJ, Sean. Remember when you used to get like surprised about the order? <laughs> yeah. That's like the opposite of last time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, there's like four variations. So. <laughs> All right. This is me tonight. For my story tonight, comes to us from a listener and actually from someone we all know. So shout out Molly. Molly's married to one of my best friends, my childhood friends. We go way back. Her and my good friend Hunter, they're looking for a new house. So they've been looking up and down the valley, Utah Valley. This is currently? Yeah. Are they still in Lehigh? Yeah. West of the freeway? Yeah. Their address is... Yeah. Not- 
All right. Anyway, so they are aggressively looking for houses all up and down the valley. They've been going to like open houses. They've been checking out all the listings, whatnot. Why? Why aggressively? Because that's just how they do, baby. Show me your house, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Is this an escrow or what? <laughs> yeah. I was trying to think of another joke and I couldn't. Um, <laughs> so they find this one. It's down in Springville. Good price. It's a fixer upper, but like, you know, it's exciting. So Hunter, he's a firefighter, EMT. So he's working. So Molly takes her two kids and goes down there to check it out. She said, quote, the reason why she's sharing this story with me is because it truly goes to show that trust your gut is never wrong. So the second she gets into this house, she was like, something was off. Something's awry. Dude. She said it was just, even though it was a fixer-upper, so it's like, okay, it's not the best. But even that, it was dark. It was dingy. And she said she left the place emotionally drained. Like something was off the whole time and she could not figure it out. So immediately she walks in. She notices some windows are busted. There's like shattered glass still. Um <laughs> The house is on fire. Yeah. <laughs> a real fixer. Upper yeah. There's stickers all over the walls. There's a there's a room with nothing in it but like a cross hanging up. Uh. Uh, and her and her little kids are just like walking around. The realtors, I guess, doing the best to sell this <laughs> fixer upper. <laughs> and uh, they go upstairs. They go downstairs. There's a bathroom. They're in the bathroom. They check it out. And the whole time she was just like, something's not right. And her gut was off, right? So she goes home and it makes an impression, like immediately she's like, okay, we're not getting this house. But she can't, it gave her such a bad feeling that she decides to look it up and she asks Hunter to ask his friends to like look it up and give us the scoop. Turns out less than a month before her and her two little boys walked through that house, a woman was shot to death and her kids who committed the crime locked themselves in the bathroom the downstairs bathroom where her and her two little boys were. So she finds the news story and she finds out that the stickers all over the wall were evidence for blood splatter. And she had even inspected them at one point where she's like, what the heck are these? So her and her kids were like, she was like, I felt sick to my stomach knowing I let my boys like walk around in the house. She said she noticed a glove as she was leaving and she, because Hunter's an EMT, she like knows <laughs> It's like a special type of glove or something. She's like, I thought it was a police glove. So that's what she sent to me. I was like, that's crazy. That's wild. She sees the body bag and she's like, something's not what right. Is, she like breaks the crime. Yeah. Caution of crime zone. She's like, what is this? <laughs> Halloween was a couple months ago. <laughs> so that's like where the story was. And I was like, wow, that's a pretty crazy experience, right? right. There's more. Dude. Then Hunter hears from his buddies what happened in the house. Oh, no. So, and he know they got the real story. Dude. Are these like his firefighter buddies? Yeah, or EMT down there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what happened, according to them, and there's like a whole news report. I'll show you the news report in a minute. There was a mother, a son who was 23 years old, and a 14-year-old daughter. The son, prior to murdering his mom, shooting her, started hearing and seeing things in the house. And it like started getting worse and worse and worse until he murdered his mom. And when they showed up, according to the EMTs, they were both naked dancing around her body. 
Then they get there. The son, they manage to get the the daughter away, who's like 13 or 14. But it says she sustained injuries while they were apprehending her. And the son runs to the basement and barricaded himself in the basement bathroom. So they had to convince him to come out. Finally, he just opened the door, walked out, and they said there was no issue. They took him into custody. Hmm. So she's like, after she sent me the initial thing, being like, it was so weird. Then I find out someone's murdered there. Then she hears back from like hundreds of buddies. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> so we have another listener of the podcast, a longtime listener, listener, Rita. She's a realtor in Utah. She hit me up once and said, hey, she's going to hate that I shared this on the podcast. But she's like, hey, just so you know, in Utah, as a realtor, you do not have to disclose if someone died in the house unless explicitly asked by the people. And so immediately Molly like sent the 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 news report to their realtor and the realtor's like, yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, what the? <laughs> now, I, just, just to be clear, I don't actually know if he knew or not. Because reading her recount, it kind of sounded like he was surprised too. Like, whoa, that's so crazy. But who that's knows? wild, bro. <laughs> but I do know as a realtor in Utah, you do not have to tell them if someone died in the house. Damn, so if you're buying a house in Utah, ask the question <laughs> and trust your gut. Oh. oh, damn. Can you believe that? Wow. Questions, questions to ask before committing. Did you ask your wife that before you got married? If she murdered anyone? Yeah. No. Damn, dude. <laughs> Frick. She like, doesn't have to tell you unless explicitly asked. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. She's <laughs> under the realtor code. Yeah. <laughs> Just keeping it real. <sighs> but that's me tonight. Short one. Dude, I love that. Close to us. So. I, I love it because it's close to us. Yes. Uh, and it happened with a close friend of ours. Mm-hmm. And it happened with a friend of ours. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so shocking, dude. Like putting those pieces together and finding out like there was like, I don't know. Death ritual in the house you want to buy? Update on an old story real quick. You remember Dugway? Yeah. Okay, Dugway, they had nuclear experiments. Sheep. The sheep. All thousands of them fell, fell dead. So I was listening to a podcast where they had a researcher. She's a chemical engineer, or she has two engineering degrees from like Stanford. She's super smart. She used to write the medical script for Stanford. But she got obsessed with like Lyme disease and bioengineered weapons and she covered more experiments that happened in dugway so one of them we wanted the u.s i say we as in a branch of the u.s government was studying biochemical weapons and one of them was to do with fleas and we wanted to be able to create a weapon where we would drop fleas on an enemy area or troops or something like that and spread like the plague and so some of the tests in dugway they had these shells full full of like hundreds of thousands of fleas and they dropped them from planes and the the bomb would like explode over the sky and then spray fleas down on the ground. And they put guinea pigs there and they went afterward and collected the guinea pigs and counted how many fleas were on the guinea pigs. And there was like 300 fleas or 200 fleas on each guinea pig. And so they counted it as a success. But they had dropped like... 250,000 fleas. So the rest of the fleas just went into the Utah desert just to be free. (laughs) 
And that was like one of the experiments they did there. So I, I literally listened to that as I pulled up today and I was like, dude, I got to tell the boys. I love how well they thought that through. <laughs> dude, it's almost like, were you guys thinking at all? Like, remember how they did the um, nuclear experiments in Las Vegas? Yeah. Or like near Las Vegas, rather, in the Nevada desert. And so they light the nukes off and they're like, hey, boys, we need you to run towards the nuke. Like, have you heard about all that? Mm-hmm. So all these soldiers would like, right when the nuke went off, they had to do their best to like sprint straight at it to see like if they could, if... I've heard it. They were trying to teach them to like overcome the shock. So while the opposing force was like all disoriented, we would be like used to running to it. <laughs> but then we find out like all those dudes start growing extra heads and they all died in like 20 days because they had radiation poisoning and stuff like that. But like really no one was, there Thank was no you. OSHA. There was no yeah, yeah. work yeah. safety back in the day. Yeah. No OSHA. Yeah. That was like a, that's like when they, they used one of our islands for bomb practice. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> In Hawaii, and now we have one less island. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. So not only did they take Hawaii, <laughs> they like lessened it. Yeah. <laughs> There's no ocean. Yeah. Ocean. <laughs> <Sorry>. Boo. <laughs> um, yeah, it's called uh, Koholave, mm. and there's still live bombs on the island. Like nobody lives there. Nobody can live there. So, bro, they did mad experiments. You. Oh. Your people. I'm just like. Anyway, <laughs> that's me tonight. Thank you so much. I love you all. Thank you, Charles. Kevin, Kevin has told us a story about it before, but there is a place in El Paso where he grew up that was extremely like toxic and the waste management was bad. And you said they closed it because 95% of the employees ended up getting cancer. Dying of cancer. Dying of oh. cancer. So Kevin, when he was a kid, was like, oh, let's go crawl around that place. <laughs> and so and they like... Right on the border. Y- weren't you running from Border Patrol? Yeah, we were hiding from Border Patrol. Do you want to tell it? <laughs> or do you guys... I don't know. Tell it. So it's a copper refinery plant that was built right on the border. Like one of the fences of its border was the border. Yeah. <laughs> and so... They don't really have security guards there watching the place. It's all just Border Patrol. So me and my friends thought it'd be really fun to climb the smokestack because at one point it was the tallest smokestack in the world. It finally got demolished, but I think by the time it got demolished, it was like number four or something like that. Still. But still huge. Yeah, it's giant. And so we're like, there's this ladder that goes all the way up it, so we're all, let's climb it. <laughs> so we sneak in. There's... Border Patrol, we parked our cars, like, at this parking lot way across the desert because we're like, we don't want anybody to know we're here. So we're, like, running through the desert, hiding behind a bunch of yuccas and, like, sagebrush and stuff. And, like, anytime a car would drive by, we'd just, like, hide and, like, hit the ground. So we climbed the fence. We're in there. I wonder if I can get in trouble for this. Just say alleged. Allegedly. This is all a, story, a short story. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But so, like, we're trying to find our way because it was, like, way more, like, intricate when we got in there. Like, just a ton of machinery everywhere. And uh, so we're finding our way to the smokestack. There's Border Patrol agents walking around inside the, the <laughs> perimeter of it. And we're like, F, we didn't know that. But we're like, we have to at least climb. We're all dressed in black because it's dark. And so we're all like, and so we finally get to the smokestack 
and the ladder doesn't start at the ground. It starts like 50 feet up. <laughs> so we're all like, F. But there's like scaffolding and like other machinery leading all the way up to it. So we start climbing that. And we're just like covered in like dirt and soot and just all the stuff from there. Cancer dust. <laughs> For real. We all made the joke. We're like, well, we just cut off three years of our life. <laughs> so, yeah. But there is a cage around the ladder mm-hmm. and the bottom was closed off mm-hmm. but like 10 feet up was a slit in the cage that was perfect climbing through size because i wasn't fat back then so we like boosted each other up and we like wiggled through that and climbed the ladder we got pictures and everything of it, it was, i drew an eye there because i thought i was really cool and i was like Everybody was putting their initials. I was like, well, I'm not going to get caught. <laughs> so I draw an eye. <laughs> They're like, there's only one man in El Paso <laughs> with the initials KP. <laughs> well, but what we didn't think of, we're all wearing black. The smokestack is painted white. <laughs> we are just sticking out like it's, well, I mean, it's gray and then white and red. So we're not blending into any of it. <laughs> so we're just like, there's a ring that goes around the top. There's like three levels of rings that go around the top. And so we get to the first one and we're like leaning over and we're like hundreds of feet up in the air. And we're just looking down and you just see all the Border Patrol just like they have spotlights and they're just going through all the machinery, everything, just looking at everything. I was like, do they know we're here? And I was like, please don't look up. Please don't look up. Because this is like... A couple weeks before I was putting in my mission papers. <laughs> so, <I was> like, <laughs> so then we like climbed to the second and the third ring and we're so high up. And it was like my forearms were so tired from just climbing on this ladder. And then we thought we were cool and like hang off of it. And it was pretty fun. But then we climbed down and like we waited up there for a, a long time and it was super windy. And uh, we, like, waited for Border Patrol to leave because there was a ton around there. So then we saw just, like, one car making rounds, like, doing, like, a big loop. And so we waited till he just passed and we started going down as fast as we could. And we got down there and we run to the perimeter of the fence. We jumped the fence and then hit the ground because the car is coming right back then. And so then... He, like, drives by pretty quickly, doesn't see us. We're behind, like, some, like, bushes and yuccas and stuff. So then we get up and we run again. And we're running through the desert. And there's a train that's parked, like, 100 feet away. And we hop in between the cars and hop onto the other side. And right then, there's a Border Patrol car with a spotlight checking the train. So we just hit the ground. And there's no bushes or anything around us. And his spotlight just goes, like, right on the other side of our feet. Just, just Eye of Sauron. Basically, <laughs> yeah, for real. And we're all, like, and he just keeps going. So then we, like, get up and we run to our cars. And we're, like, oh, my gosh. Then we went to this place called Taco Cabana, which everybody calls Taco C, where all the, like, people coming back from Mexico, drink, like all the high school kids coming back from Mexico who are drinking, they all hit that place up because it's 24-7. So it was like 2 in the morning, and we're all like bragging to all our stupid drunk friends. <laughs> it was such a fun time. <laughs> you can cut Allegedly. this whole story out if you want. 
Kevin's the real reason they wanted to build a wall. <laughs> Bro, well, if you could evade capture, I feel like everyone's got a good chance. <laughs> DJ, didn't you say something? Uh, I was just saying that uh, my intermediate school, not my, inter- I didn't go there, but it was in my town. It was like the main inter- intermediate school. King. That's King what the school is called? Yeah, King Intermediate. And uh, that just stopped school for a couple months because all the paint was from like the 70s. Like so it was the paint lead for the buildings. Asbestos. <gasps> Asbestos. And the whole school. It was already like 30 years old. Like the, the paint was already 30 years old. So it was deteriorating. And kids were like breathing this in on the daily. <laughs> Hawaii Public School. <laughs> Dude, my uh, my high school I went to was our city's oldest high school. And there's two things I'm really allergic to, dust and mold. And our whole high school was just the dustiest, moldiest place. Like almost exactly what you said. Like there was paint there from like the 12s, you know, like 1912 and shit. <laughs> yeah. So every day by like third period, I was leaking from the face with my allergies. And I, I ultimately blame why I dropped out of high school. Anyway. <laughs> Teacher, I have a stuffy nose. <laughs> no, it was leaking. Hmm. So I'd like go like this on my desk, and then I'd go like this, and there's just a puddle of snot. <laughs> what the hell was I supposed to do? <laughs> I would, for a while, I tried blowing my nose, but like I blew my nose so many times, my nose peeled and stuff. So I was like, man, f- this. I'm going to the skate park and getting a burrito <laughs> for like the next four years. <laughs> anyway, that's me tonight. That's funny. Okay, I'm next. The story comes from Marin. So, Marin is currently our age, and she said, This is something that I've wondered about for about 20 years. It wasn't until about five years ago that I learned, like, the why of this story. I was just stuck with it ever since I was four. And she's talking about her imaginary friend. So, Marin had, it was kind of an imaginary friend. Here, this is how it goes. Marin was four, wakes up to the sound of a baby crying. She's confused because they don't have a baby. She is the baby. (laughs) Kind of. But this is baby, baby. So she, she wakes up and she realizes that this crying sound is coming from her room. So she's looking. She opens her closet. Nothing there. And she said it's coming from like the floor. So she gets on all fours and she has her ear to the ground and she's right. It's coming from the floor. It's louder. She's following it. She crawls and she hits her head on the bed. The sound is loudest from under the bed. So she reaches underneath. She feels a leg, a baby leg and pulls the baby out. (laughs) Baby's crying. So she picks her up. She grabs one of the, like the dressers in her room, like the drawers from her dresser, uh, empties out all the clothes and puts one of the one of her pillows in it, puts the baby inside, <laughs> and then closes the dresser. <laughs> puts the baby then the pillow on top. <laughs> no more crying. No more crying. She goes back to bed. Um. So she's super confused. Where's this baby coming from? She's now just a mom. (laughs) (laughs) She's just assumed a motherly role at four. Um, 
The hallway light is on. She sees a light creeping through the uh, underneath of her door. So she opens the door. She walks outside and her parents are there. And she asks, there's a baby in my room. Mom gets pissed. Says, go back to your room right now. She goes back to her room. Baby's, baby's asleep. So she goes to sleep as well. She wakes up in the morning. The baby's not there, but the drawer is there with the pillow inside. So she knows that, you know, at least that much was real. Like that wasn't a dream. Yeah. So this happened every night for weeks where she'd hear the baby. She'd rescue it from under her bed and she'd care for it by putting it in the dresser with the pillow and then wait till the baby would fall asleep. And then it stopped happening after a few weeks. But every time that she brought it up, either her siblings, her older siblings, or her parents would either get mad or they would kind of brush it off by either saying, I don't know what you're talking about or uh, talk to mom and dad about it. So she lived with this until she was 24. <coughs> Didn't know, you know. What was what was going on? So she's home from college and her family's moving. So they're cleaning out the house. This is the house that she grew up in. And she comes across a book and she's reading through it. It's a notebook. And after a couple of pages, well, when she first opens it up, she, see, she sees it's her mom's handwriting. And after a couple of pages, she's like, oh, this is my mom's diary or journal. But she keeps reading it and she gets to the part where the mom is writing about 20 years ago. She had a miscarriage that Marin had never known about. Didn't know her mom was pregnant. Yada yada. And the miscarriage happened 20 years ago at the same age when she was taking care of this baby that she was finding in her room. But she decided not to bring that up with her mom because... If her mom hadn't brought it up with her when she was 24, then she, pro she probably was still not ready to talk about it. Mm. But that was Marin's story with her imaginary friend. Oh, that's Damn. wild. Uh, it makes me think, like, even though there was a miscarriage, the spirit of that child still came in a way because Marin was four. And we, at least my theory, and I think we... I'm right in like saying we share this, but like when you're that young, you're like closer to that realm where you came from. So the veil is thinner and maybe she was just able to like interact with the energy. I don't know. Like that's what I would imagine. There was, I was listening to mysterious universe and they were talking about shamanism, mm -hmm. shamanism in West Africa and um, like Siberian shamanism before the Russians came and kind of, almost like genocided all of the, the shamans from Siberia. And uh, they almost lost like every bit of like their culture and tradition. But I guess the shamans really believed in connection and other planes of existence. So they really believed that babies came from, come from another world, whether they're reincarnated or they're like a new, like this is their first time <laughs> or, and... I guess when they cried or they moved in the mother's womb, 
like they were trying to convey like messages or talk or they were basically like the mouthpiece from the other world like manifesting like you know where i i came from so i i can't remember exactly what it was but they just believed know. in those ties yeah with babies coming from some other plane or realm hmm. but Thanks. it's a, it sounds like an old belief did she talk about how she felt when she like realized what it was like did it make her uneasy? Did it make her like somehow relieved? That there she was... didn't have any comment hmm. on that. She just kind of said it factually. Mm -hmm. like, this is what happened. Yeah. When I was a child, and then twenty years later, I read this in the book. So, whatever you think, you, right. you think, but she didn't have too much emotion attached to it. Hmm. And it was a long time later, anyway. So it's like probably just brought back the like memories, and that was it. Hmm. And at that point, it's like. I don't know how strong you'd be like, that's what happened. Or you'd be like, I just think it's weird. And like let people draw their own conclusions. Right. Rather than her being like, I know that that's the baby I took care of. You yeah. Know? I know that was my mother's baby. Yeah. Weird side note. My sister, Brittany, used to make beds in the bottom drawer for me and I would sleep in them. Hmm. When I was like four, she'd put like a pillow in the drawer and then I'd get in and just sleep. <laughs> And she put the other pillow and tried yeah. to push back. I'm not even here. <laughs> but when you said that, I was like, what the heck? I had a friend who talked about his imaginary friend when he was a kid. And these, oh, it's been so long. He would tell his mom after being gone all day, playing with his imaginary friend. It's like, oh, I, I'm like, he'd come home. Mom would be like, where have you been all day? He said, I've been playing with my imaginary friend. Mom says, well, tell me about this imaginary friend. He said, he lives under the house. And she said, okay, what do you do for fun? And he said, he likes to shove sticks down people's throats. <laughs> so she told him, you're grounded. No more, no more playing with this imaginary friend ever again. You're adopted. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking you back. <laughs> If yeah, I can't see your friend, he's not your friend. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Deej. Thanks. Sean, that's you. All right, guys. So, have a story. Comes from Gregory. Neither of you know him, but... Do you know him? I do. Cool. So, uh, before I tell a story real quick, kind of has something similar to maybe what... I know that you've said you've experienced before, Charles. I can't remember if you've said you've experienced anything like this, DJ, but where you'll wake up in the middle of the night and, like, look into the closet or something, and you'll see something. Bro, it's no bueno. <laughs> so in those experiences, has anything ever happened? What do you mean? Like physically? Physically happened. No. I mean, I see things physically happen, but when I wake up fully, fully, like in the morning, there's no physical evidence. Like I've told you, the scariest ones I've seen is, and it always happens. It's like you're asleep, but you open your eyes and you can see your whole room, but you feel asleep. And I, I like sit there and I stare and blink. One time I saw a woman's face at the bottom of my, like perfectly facing sideways at the bottom of my door, just looking into my room, smiling. One time I looked up into my closet and I could see the top shelf in the very top of my closet and slowly two feet came and just sat, stood on the top shelf. That one was scary as hell. <laughs> I was in an Airbnb once and I watched the smoke detector unscrew open and a video camera came down and was looking at us sleeping. And I was like freaked out. <laughs> uh, 
all the time I'll just see like something standing at the door in the night. Uh, I can think of three where one, I didn't see it, but I felt it is when I was in the Philippines, all of which I've talked about before on the podcast, but mm. my roommate was on the top bunk and he called, called out. He's like, do you see that? Or no, before that he said, DJ, DJ. And I, I knew, DJ, I just oh, knew in my head, I knew in my head that there was someone in the house with us. And I knew that they were like by the door and he's like, DJ. And I like refused to answer because I was just overcome with fear. I, my back was faced towards the door and my body faced towards the wall. So I was sleeping on my side and he was like, do you see that? It's right by the door. Like he confirmed what I was already thinking or knew in my head because I felt it. But uh, the other one was when I had like growing up, I had mad sleep paralysis. I would always see Mm -hmm. a girl. Um, or at least somebody with long hair. And the third one was when I learned about night marchers, I was terrified mm. of them, how they can walk through walls. Yeah. They don't harm children, but uh, they've been known to like, if you're in their path, they can like carry you. So I remember when I learned about night marchers and I was terrified, but I actually woke up outside one day, <laughs> got back to my house and my doors were locked. Like the house doors were locked. Yeah. What? So... So, but that's probably the closest that's one. That's just your mom that... trying to get rid of you, bro. She <laughs> <laughs> like gave up halfway. <laughs> this is far enough. He won't walk yeah. twice steps back. Yeah. <laughs> He's lazy. <laughs> uh, can I tell you one real quick that I haven't told you guys yet? Yeah. This happened at the Airbnb we were at in Idaho. Oh, uh, shit. I'm not going to say who. Just right now? Yeah. I'm not going to say who, but someone who was with us experienced something. They do not like supernatural stuff at all uh but they said they woke up in the middle of the night because they heard something looked at the door and it was wide open and they thought what the hell because we had closed that specific door door is wide open and they were staring at it and they're like i need to get up and close that but the fresh air does feel really good so i'll just let it air the room out and then i'll close it and they fell back asleep. Like the out, like the door going to the outside? No, it was to the big room where a lot of people were sleeping. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. Like on the hallway, they could see. So they were like, I'll cl- I got to close that. But then they ended up falling asleep. They woke up like an hour later. It was like 7 a.m. And the door was closed and locked. And they were like, maybe I dreamt it was open. But that doesn't explain why, how they fret, felt all the fresh air on their face and stuff. So anyway... Literally yeah. something like that just yeah. happened. And that did have like physical. Yeah, there was some sort of something there. And uh, the re- uh, reason I wanted to kind of get you guys' stories as well is because for Gregory, something that he'd actually engage with, something that was physical. And I'll be telling this story for our patrons. <sighs> sneaky, so, sneaky. if you want to hear this story, go to patreon.com slash the 3 a.m. podcast. The 3 a.m. pod. 3 a.m. pod? Okay. Where you'll be able to hear the rest of Gregory's story. As a kid, he lived in this house with his family where he said that he always just had creepy vibes. Welcome back. That was my story for this episode. Sorry, y'all. You won't be able to hear another story from me today. He did roll a one. It was a crit (laughs) against me. Dude, I hit a 20 last week, hit a one this week. I don't... You're all over the place. All over the place. But anyways, that's it for me, guys. All right. Yep. Guys, it's been a fun episode. <laughs> we've been all over the place. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Uh, but we've had fun. 
I feel like I can safely say it because it's our second week in a row. For, like we haven't recorded regularly for a long ass time. So this, it feels good to like be a little bit back into the motion. Anything new for the community or anything? The listeners out there, the real ones who stick around for the end? Hmm. Uh, uh, no, actually. If you're still listening, shout out you. We appreciate you. Hi, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> I give you a shout out on my other episode, but it's a Patreon. Cut that. I love you. Cut that. <laughs> <laughs> Not just kidding. Anyway, all right. Well, hopefully you guys are having a good year so far. Um, we appreciate all of you. Continue to hit us up. DM us. Comment. We appreciate everything. So, everyone out there, bye, love you, be safe. Trust your gut, watch your back. Be careful out there. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of 3AM. If you want to support us, visit our Patreon where patrons have access to exclusive content. If you're not able to support us monetarily, don't worry. This episode is on us. You can still rate and review us on whatever platform you listen to us on. It really does go a long way. You can also follow us on social media. Our handle everywhere, including Patreon, is the 3AM pod. Finally, do you have any scary stories? If so... Submit them to our website, the3ampodcast.com. We love any audio or visual aids that can help bring your stories to life. So file uploads are welcome with your written submissions. We're anxious and excited to hear from you. So when the scammer uses the hypnotic method of building rapport, then they create dysfunctional, delusional reality. That's how a scam begins convincing the mark that it makes perfect sense to hand over their money to a con artist. The Scams and Cons podcast tells you how scams are run. You'll hear how people are convinced to buy fake art, buy machines that print money, or steal your house. I get a phone call from my wife, and she let me know that they had decided to move all our stuff out. I can no longer do anything about it except go through an eviction. And you'll hear it from the experts. People who run the cons. So we go to your bank, you go in and get 6000 cash, give us each 3000 we give you this. Uh-huh. You go home and what you find out is cut up newspaper. It's fun to know how the trick is done, and that's what Scams and Cons is all about. Listen at scamsandcons.com or wherever fine podcasts are found. introduce you to Barry Clue, an authorised financial advisor from New Zealand and a very special kind of stain on humanity. He was a very uh, knowledgeable young guy. He was a registered financial advisor. Type of guy that was bending over backwards to help you. Now you could be forgiven for thinking that Barry sounds like a great guy and you'd be right. Well, right up until the point when you're wrong. It was all fictitious. You stole from my son who has a disability. Chris never knew. He died believing that we're all taken care of. A psychopath is somebody who lacks empathy, acts impulsively. I think there's a strong case that Barry might be all of those things, actually. To find out how Barry Clue stole over $15 million from 81 victims, subscribe to Clueless, the long con. That's Clueless, spelt K-L-O-O-G-H-L-E-S-S.